I've only had maybe like two bad trips on mushrooms, but the both times that I did, the way that it got I was able to come right back down was watching like fucking Gullah Gullah Island or oh my know, god, you know something Gullah like that. Gullah uh, Island, dude. Bear in the big blue house, right? Remember, you know, <laughs> bananas in pajamas. But yeah, dude, any Nick Junior. Dude, I would legit pretend to be sick growing up to watch Nick Jr. shows. Oh, man. I mean, it's good stuff, you know? It was amazing. And it was, and by the time, like, Blue in the, God, what was it fucking, what's the Bear in the Big Blue House. Thank you. By the time that was actually on TV, I was way too old to be watching it. And I still loved, I was like 12 or 13 watching Gullah Gullah Island and, and Bear in the Big Blue House. I mean, whatever, man. You know, sometimes you just need a nice, easy, like, safe show to to latch onto for a little bit. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. You know, I've definitely I have a ton of band aid shows, and I have a hard time like watching anything new because I don't know if I'm gonna like it or not. So I end up just rewatching <laughs> shit all the fucking time. Yeah, right. I I I try to broaden my horizons, but. Like I know it's I hard. have a couple shows that I know are going to do it, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, ah, I don't know. I'll probably just watch rewatch Steven universe again for like the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's one I haven't seen yet. Uh, you know what, you know what is a nice, like kind of calming, uh, grounding, uh, music outfit. Uh, yeah. Something to, to listen to that like will definitely put you in a good mood and and you know turn around a, a an aggro vibe or right yeah, not, and to just yeah, kind of um, like be at peace chill yeah. out a little bit get everyone in the room calming down uh, i can't think of one you know no well i kind of have a there's one called run the jewels i don't know if you've heard of them never heard of them super chill uh, oh. very like kind of low energy, uh, oh. hip hop. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it's just nice stuff to kind of bob your head to and, and, uh, and tap your toes. Okay. Uh, sure. Let's, uh, I mean, fuck it. I'll talk about it. I never heard of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want to go ahead and, uh, pop on, uh, one of their records, uh, it doesn't okay. matter which one it'll, we'll probably pick the same one. I'll just pick one out of random. Uh, well, you know, if that's the case, I have What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the EVP cast. That stands for Ear Buds podcast baby we are your hosts as always brett nickelodeon jr handrahan join with me as always lucas disney jr indrakovs disney plus <laughs> we're here bringing you the best and brightest in music and that definitely includes the band we're talking about today which is run the jewels with their album RTJ4 baby. Whew, probably their strongest album since their f- debut. I would say it's it's not like they've ever had a bad project, but 
this one, this one goes hard. This one goes hard, man. And and I feel like uh, they kind of rested on their laurels a little bit in uh, their second and third records because I thought you they, loved the second record the most. I I do I do. Uh, but there by the time the third one came around, uh, I still liked it a lot. Like you said, there's not a record I, that. RTJ has put out that isn't good, and I've liked all of them. But the hypeness thing <laughs> with them by the third album really did start getting like a little old for me, even though I still liked it. Right. But, I, but what was really great about RTJ Four was how uh, different it was at times than like most of the stuff that they had put out previously. I mean, it's still hype beast. Going hard fuck. in the paint, absolute yeah. dishing these nasty bars, uh, that braggadocious rap. Nothing has changed about that. Uh, but you can tell they're 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 on some some next level stuff. Yeah, I one. mean the I think the braggadociousness um, was almost on the back burner. On this one, they weren't really bragging a lot on this as much as they were talking just talking about? about. I don't think there was a lot of bragging on the on the record, like compared to how much social commentary there was. I mean, th- yeah, there is a good amount of social commentary on this one for sure. But yeah, I I mean, every song they're talking about, you know how you know how dope they are, and you know the. Nikes or whatever they got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the opening track is is uh, you you know you just you, that's exactly what you want from Run the Jewels, uh, and it is super braggadocious, super hype. Um, but I would say like once you start kind of getting into, I don't know, like Holy Kalama Fuck and Walking in the Snow and just uh, pulling the pin. The, the closing track, A Few Words for the Firing Squad, I mean, all of those, are, to me, are just, like, straight-up social commentary, perfect for the time that it came out, which was, like, June of 2020. Which is crazy, because, you know, they were recording this stuff in, like, 2019, I believe, and uh, yeah. Killer Mike wrote that, that lyric uh, where he's talking yeah, about... Yeah, I can't breathe. Yeah, police brutality and can't breathe, and he wrote that before the George Floyd incident, because there was another incident before that, where... Uh, uh, guy getting murdered by the police said the same thing yeah i think uh it was the guy in new york city man that he was just selling like lucy's like uh single cigarettes and he got choked out by the cops oh my god uh but i listened to this album when the day it came out and uh man you know june 2020 there was so much going on right Uh, that was not even two years ago at this point but it seemed like the world was on fire there was at that point a lot of kind of social reform of ideologies of what this society should be. There were a lot of uh, riots and tons of riots, tons of protests. And you know what? There wasn't a lot of. There wasn't a lot of music. No, I mean a lot of people had postponed uh, tours and album releases and all this stuff because not only were all these fucking protests and all this social like fucking bonfires happening in June of 2020, but also COVID was like, we were deep in the early days of COVID of like feeling like everyone's going to die. What the fuck is going on? Like I was, it was such a emotionally exhausting period 
uh, in our history. Right. That this album was meant so much to me the day I heard it. And I think they released it and they knowingly released it when they did um, for their fans. I, 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 I've like their, their statement when they put it out where they said, you know, they released it earlier, earlier than they had originally planned. Right. Uh, and they said, fuck it. Why wait? The world is infested with bullshit. So here's something raw to listen to while you deal it with, deal with it all. Yeah. We hope it brings you some joy. They released it for free on their website. Yeah. And the proceeds went to, um, uh, a foundation that I believe, uh, LP is associated with. Um, I don't quite remember. It was on like a genius lyrics, uh, song. So I couldn't possibly, uh, yeah, like you're never going to find that one line again, (laughs) but it made a a good amount of money for that, uh, for that charity, which is really cool. That's, that's amazing. And you know, it's not like killer Mike and LP have ever strayed away from political content in their music. It's not like they've ever shied away from it, but I don't think it's ever been so, uh, such a focus, such a focus. And in this time when a lot of us are kind of finally opening our eyes to what this society is and what it does to, uh, certain people and the people in power, like for us personally, I think it hit a lot harder than other albums, uh, other RTJ albums and even, uh, you know, killer Mike, uh, solo work. Yeah, the the timing could have been more perfect for me to listen and hear this record. Like, I didn't realize how much I needed this record until the day I heard it. You know, and I like I feel like they gave me something to like let out my aggression and my fear and my frustration with everything that's going on. And like, you know, also I I feel like every time I listen to Run the Jewels, I I learn something. And I felt like that was especially the case on this record where it it this was around the same time I was reading um, that book Lies My Teacher Told Me. Right. And, you know, I was I was feeling very uh, disconnected from like the society that I lived in, and disconnected from the things that I I believed in morally. You know, and and this album was a uh, just another huge you know launching pad for me to just start trying to learn more and be more aware. And uh, it's it's there's a line that LP uses on this one of these songs. I think it's towards the end where he says something like, "Since when did being so aware be so fucking depressing?" You know, or like since when did being, uh, uh, you know, having like, yeah, just generally just when did being aware of things that were going on around me mean that I was just going to be sad all the time? Yeah. And And it felt very much that way when this album came out and it's, it hasn't really stopped. Like the 2020 was a huge year in terms of like opening my, my, uh, my brain a little bit. I definitely consider it kind of a privilege that. I really wasn't so aware of this stuff before that, right. you know, uh, uh, minorities and people uh, in poverty have, they've, it's been their life. You know, it's not like they can get away from this. I can stop doom scrolling on Twitter and TikTok, you know, but it's, it's hard. It, it's tough, <laughs> but I can choose to, you know, get away from that stuff. But uh, these people can't choose to get, get away from their lives. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's, 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 it's rough kind of learning about all this stuff that's been happening right in front of your eyes, how society works from its foundation, 
and how it oppresses people, how it makes the rich richer and the poor poorer, how it in it, like discriminates <laughs> against uh, anyone that doesn't, you know, that isn't white or a man, really. Or rich. Yeah, just a rich white man. Yeah, I mean, this is a fucking dangerous record for me to put on when I'm walking around my, like, rich-ass white neighborhood that I live in. Because <laughs> it just makes me hate all these fucking people who are, like, watering their lawns every single goddamn day despite there being a mega drought in California right. for the last fucking 30 years or something. Or, or they give me dirty looks just for walking around and having tattoos and, like, daring to be, you know, standing in front of their house letting my dog sniff their lawn. Like, I get that shit... You know, some, it doesn't happen often, but when I do, I'm just like, man, fuck y'all. And I was walking around my neighborhood listening to this album, and I'm just like, oh, this is so, this is making me so aggro. This album fucking puts me in a pissed off aggro mood. And it sounds like that's exactly what it's trying to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm with, from their hype ass beats to their, you know, to the lyrics and the messages that they're trying to get across in this, it is just like, ooh, this is an aggressive album. Right. Yeah, it's you can almost it, compared to previous works, you can almost taste how raw it is, and there's a lot more kind of spite and anger fueled behind yeah. the performances of these vocals. Yeah, and I think uh, definitely, man, and and I mean, just like I think there's some of Killer Mike and LP's best lyrics are on this record do you have some written down man i don't there was there's so many the sheer number of of lyrics the sheer amount of words right on every (laughs) single song that they write for each verse is like dizzying yeah and it's daunting to try and pick it apart so i don't (laughs) i don't really try to there were a couple of like lines that i just thought were so funny like on out of sight where he goes Bitch, we cool as penguin pussy on the polar cat peninsula. Right, <laughs> just throwing yeah, like, that in the middle of of that verse. I I love it. I think walking in the snow has uh, some of Killer Mike's best lyrics ever. Mm. Um, and I think that a few words from the Firing Squad are some of LP's best lyrics that he's ever written. Yeah, ever since uh, I think ever since the first album, they've had a special. Yeah. That last song is is in a very special place, you know. That last song is meant to be there to end the album on a uh, not like a somber note or anything like that. But it's it's always probably the, it's usually the most conscientious song. It's usually right. the most like personal song on the record. Man, and a few a few words is such an amazing song, and it's he- it's just heavy, heavy right. heavy lyrics, heavy themes. It's this is this is a very time and place record for me. Like if I'm just chilling and I want to be happy, I don't I don't like this album. <laughs> right. I, th- throughout getting ready for this podcast, I've listened to it in different moods and in different settings and set and setting is so important with this record because uh if I'm hype or like in a really good mood, you know what I mean, where I'm like hyper and energetic or yeah. if I'm angry or feeling fucking aggro for some reason, I don't think there's a better record to listen to. Right. You know, other than like maybe some old Rage Against the Machine, you know, like this is the next best <laughs> right and thing it, to put me in even a deeper aggro mood. Because no, as far as I know, I'm sure they're out there, but no 
rap outfit is really going this hard, you know? You it's, know, we love uh, we love Earth Gang, right? Like, I love Flatbush Zombies. Yeah, but even even they're not doing these like momentum no. like pacing beats that just don't let up. They just pummel you, dude. They just they pummel, pummel you. But and I think I love that we still got that classic Run the Jewels type hype beat. But there really is like some different stuff on this that I I guess you could kind of categorize as more like boom bap ish than just straight up hype. Like I think like Ooh La La and Out of Sight and like Never Look Back. Those songs are still hype and they're still like energetic. But I think those beats are they're doing something a little different. And I do think like you said about them bringing something special and something really um, memorable in terms of like lyrics and delivery on this album. I think the beats really match that well where they're some of these beats are more impactful and make the lyrics more hit harder because they're not just like trying to be so fucking hype the whole time. You know, (laughs) it's like we, they sacrificed the, the energy and the hype to be more aggressive and slower and more kind of like pounding, uh, in a, in a really like, just like, I'm just, you know, I'm hearing like flesh against flesh on some of these songs. <laughs> but but that's not to say that these tracks are minimalist in any way. Not like, at all. They, Sometimes there's too much going on. <laughs> and I love that, dude. There there are like you a, a surprising that. amount of layers. LP has always been one of my favorite producers just because mm. it's so interesting really digging into his beats and finding these weird samples and uh, these these instruments that you wouldn't really, you know, hear. Sometimes otherwise. I don't know if it's a bell or a xylophone. I don't know if if like I love that his use of like synth vocals on a lot of songs right. too. Yeah, he does a great job of of using a lot of those like hey or oh stuff in his beats just to kind of keep this. <laughs> really energetic vibe to it but i mean one of the songs that just had way too much going on in the beat for most of the song for me was holy calama fuck holy calama fuck but that one stands like out to me so much sounds like that's exactly what they were wanting to do yeah they were they he wrote a calama fuck of a song like this this it's slower delivery in in their in their from them that i'm used to hearing which right. i thought was interesting like they also don't do the I got to get in as many words as possible in each fucking line on every song on this record either. And that's kind of what you're used to hearing from them. So I liked that they switched it up a little bit and allowed a little bit of space there to kind of like let the, those lines hit, right. You know, give you a second to think about it, but man, that glitchy bass And like, I love the, and Holy Calama fuck the like the bells or the xylophone thing with like the glitchy bass and the synth was all cool, but it was so much going on. But then I love that the second half of the song just completely changes Right, it just kind of like switches up completely. <sighs> so much more enjoyable. And it, it just hits so much harder for me because that first part is so busy, but you love those really busy I beats. I love your fucking ADD addled brain. Chaotic beats, yup. Yeah, yep. Man, the caveman in you is just like, just hit as many <laughs> rocks as you can to I'm, keep my attention. Look, I'm just over here. I was nearly an iPad kid, you know. You gotta, you gotta have something interesting to hold my attention, you know. So yeah. I I gotta I gotta you you gotta throw some weird bells I mean you gotta throw some bongos at me or some timpanies, 
You got to throw some weird vocal effects on there for me. Dude, even on the slower songs, they're still like in Walking in the Snow. It's still like so much going on. And uh, but I love when, you know, when LP takes the opportunity to kind of like space out or like let his beats breathe a little bit. And they are both Killer Mike and LP are really good about rapping to the the vibe of the song. Right. For sure. And I mean, that's just like this is like a fucking clinic of that. And they had a ton of features, like a ton of really big features on this record. Yeah, I mean, from De La Rocha, Pharrell, yeah. Two Chains. Uh, yeah, Mavis Staples, who's like a very you know legendary. Uh, I think she's a blues singer, technically, or, or I think she did like a lot of dance music actually in the eighties. But then like Josh Homme, right? It's like I was not expecting that, and I kind of wish I kind of wish he took a little more of a. Uh, Stand on that song on uh, pulling the pin. Yeah, pulling the pin is probably my least favorite. Yeah, it's it's saying it's one of the slower beats is a little silly, but it kind of reminds me of a gorilla song almost, especially yeah. with that Mavis Staples. I gotta say that Mavis Staples has sang on a gorilla song at least once. I think she has. Uh, but I mean, it's a great beat, but the hook just doesn't work. Her voice doesn't work. The lyrics don't work. It feels, it feels forced. Uh, and to be honest, like most of the features, I wasn't really impressed with. No, I. Eh. I mean, I, I always love to hear Zach De La Rocha in you know other contexts aside from Rage. That's always fun. Absolutely, hearing yeah. him shout like. Look at all these slaying masters posing, posing on, on your dollar. Yeah, like, uh, his and his verse on that song is fucking amazing. Yeah, I I I liked the two chains feature on Out of Sight. Eh. <laughs> I thought it was like, what's that? Uh, like the first line he does, like turn on AC. Uh, I don't know. I all remember was him talking about buying a hot dog stand. Call me Frank because yeah, I'm buying a hot dog Frank. stand. I'm like, oh god. I love that, dude. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like two changes. I didn't like his feature. I didn't really like Mavis Staples' hook. I don't know what Josh Homme did on pulling the I, pin. I can only assume he played the guitar on that guitar. Track, There's right? some sort of distortion going on there. Uh, but I, I would say the only ones that didn't really leave me disappointed were, were De La Rocha and, and Pharrell. I actually liked Pharrell's hook. Really? Yeah. I, I found it a little uh, annoying after a bit, honestly. I found it a little annoying um, because I've never thought of Pharrell as a woke guy, and and you know, and I is he what? is he woke? Is he woke? I mean, I'd say so. He he like produced all right by Kendrick Lamar. He's in the Neptunes. Like he's in one of the most like acclaimed music outfits. Uh, all right. Well, all I remember from Pharrell is happy. And all right, well, yeah, that was him. His big just, ass Arby's hat. He he wrote so, that song and he got the money for the rest of his and his kids' life. All right, that's true. That's true. But I just don't see Pharrell in that light. So it felt phony, him singing those lines, even though I love those lines. You know. Yeah, I it, like the way he delivered them. I think got a little. It it got on my, you know. Whatever. I just didn't, didn't like, like it the, after, like... Sweat. Yeah. Sweat. Yeah. You didn't like that? Nah. I could definitely hear it being annoying. Um, 
but yeah, man, it, the, the production on this whole record is great. They're so consistent throughout every song. It's, uh, I, I, I don't think there's a song that I really don't like. I, I will say the, the hook to track two, Ooh La La, is probably my least favorite moment on the album. Uh, of him going, ooh la la, ah wee wee, ooh, just because it repeats. Yeah, it's not a great hook. So many times. Yeah, but they did put out a strain of weed called ooh la la here ooh. in California, and it used the the packaging used the fucking like album cover. Sure, and I thought that was yeah. pretty dope. That's their whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, man, I I love this album, but God, what I wouldn't give to see him, uh, like play some of these songs live. Oh, dude, I'm hoping to see them play this live when uh, when I see them with Rage Against the Machine in April. Oh, I'm just man. hoping that shit doesn't get canceled, man. I can't fucking wait for that show. It's going to be so good. I was listening to Walking in the Snow, and I was just <sighs> thinking, like, live, how crazy I would get to that song, man. Dude, that one and Just and, I mean, anything from their first two records. Right. <laughs> like, I would, I'm just going to fucking lose it. And then, and then 30 minutes later, I'm going to hear Killing in the Name of. Like I'm, it's gonna be one of the best nights of my oh, life. Man, take me with you, dude. Come here. <laughs> no, Drive you have down to from carry Seattle me. For once. <laughs> Pick me up. I don't want to walk. <laughs> well, I mean, let's get into our choice nugs, man, because I have a feeling that they're gonna be very different. Uh, I I have that. AKA, I as think well. you're, I think you're gonna be wrong. Oh, all right. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. why don't you go first, Mr. Smarty Pants? It is time. It is time. It is time for Choice Nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for Choice Nugs. I will, will mention my honorable mentions first, which are Yankee and the Brave. Great opener. Okay. I like Ooh La La. Uh, I like the beat a lot. I think the beat is great, but I can't stand the beat's great. that hook. No, the hooks the hook is horrible. Um, they they had some bad hooks on this record too. I'll just put that out there. But uh, I like Holy Kalama Fuck. The second half is great. Uh, the Grand Below, and a very 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 close choice nug was a few words for the Firing Squad. But I had I had to go with something else. Ah, and my first one is Walking in the Snow, man. You know what? That's that's one of mine as well. Shut the fuck up. It goes so hard. A nice feature by Gangsta Boo, who is not. Yeah, uh, not shown as a feature on the track list for some reason. I thought that was weird as well because she's like from Three Six Mafia, a legendary rap group. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't advertise her on this song, but I don't know. It must be some red tape or something like that. Uh, Maybe so, yeah. But I love how even even if it is a little repetitive, I love the hook. Just got to oh, walk yeah. in his stove. God damn the motherfucker. God damn that motherfucker like, cold. All day I've just been silently kind of like doing that to myself. Sad like, yeah. Just got to walk in his <laughs> This is a great uh, like hype. This is a great song to walk around and feel cool as fuck, but also like angry. Right. <laughs> this, this The beat gets it out of me, man. And and like I said, also like some of my favorite lyrics by Killer Mike, like he, he just fucking blew me away on this song but the beat is great too the fucking really deep bass 
like you know that I'm a fucking huge fan of. Yep, you love that deep bass. I think there's a lot of cool static noises yes, throughout the song. Very like, glitchy. Yeah, glitchy. Yeah, and then also he he uses those hey 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 <laughs> like yeah, classic G- LP. Yeah, just so artistically used, and it's just like, yeah, just what an easy way to, to hype this whole song up. Like, it needs any help. <laughs> right. Yeah. And really cool production on it, too, where um, it seems like there's a specific percussion going on in the left ear and another percussion going on in the right. Yeah? Yeah. I hear, like, very specific things uh, in each ear, like for some of the percussion, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Like, this is one of the. Even though it's still hype, this is one of the the one of my favorite. Obviously, one of my favorite songs on the record. But it's a slower beat, and it's just like allows you to really take in each line. Uh, I mean, just seriously, Killer Mike. Like that's that whole verse of his is just some of the best rapping i've i've heard some of the best lyrics right. i've heard i love in in uh the verse about like two minutes in uh he's just going off and as soon as he changes his flow there's kind of a noise that happens and it's like an ethereal like and it yep. kind of goes with his new flow it's so cool yeah when it when the little like strings in the background are like he's like that's how he's kind of delivering it yeah Oh man, yeah. I, I say like they promise education, but really they give you tests and scores, and they're predicting prison population by who's scoring the lowest. And usually the lowest scores are the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. Yep. It's I, man. It's like and then and then you so numb. You watch the cops choke out a man like me until the voice goes from a shriek to a whisper. I can't breathe. And he does it. I can't it's breathe. It's so crazy it's like, because ah, that was goosebumps. It was like at at its peak when this album came out. Yeah. I mean, I Can't Breathe was what people were chanting on the streets, man. That's what right. people were had on signs and written on T-shirts and everything. And yeah. that that line, I remember the first time I heard it, and still to this day, it gives me goosebumps. But that first time, it made me tear up. Right. Yeah. You know, that whole verse, just like, whew, man, it, it hits so, so hard. And it's just so sad how it, it, you know, it's just sad that it was so relevant before yeah. the the whole George Floyd incident, you know, and it, yeah. it still is. It it has been for a while, uh, but just showing that they've been they've been kind of saying this stuff all along, and it's now just now kind of dawning on us. Like ah, this is a lot more you know real and tangible than yeah. uh, I you know I that I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, even Killer Mike t- talks about it on this song, too. It's like you sit there on the house and watch it on TV, but the most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. Right. You yeah. Know, it's like we, yeah. I, we're we all, like, social you know, justice warriors in a, to an extent if we're, all we're doing is posting on Instagram and not actually, like, trying to make a difference, you know? Yeah. It's like, but truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy, replaced it with apathy. You know, it's, it's all in there. Killer Mike is putting it all in there, and it's yeah. just, I, I can't emphasize how like that verse alone is one of my favorite all-time rap verses it it seems like he's been wanting to get that verse off his chest man that's that's the impression i got the my favorite stuff that i hear from killer mike is when he's pissed off and he uh is expressing it in a really clear coming from a perspective of an educator 
right. almost like in a lecture kind yes, of Yes, exa- exactly. It, it's, it seems like he's on stage behind a, a whatever they call it, a lectern? What do they call it? A podium? <laughs> a, a, bit, a little big old desk. Yeah, just a big old desk. Yeah. And, and he's just, just he's, he's teaching me, man. And, uh, and it, man, it hits so, so hard. And, and like you said, it, it, the, the emotion comes in too, when you realize like who he is, what perspective he's rapping from and who I am, you know? And what right. was, and again, what was going on at the time and that, that those 30 lines or whatever, 32 lines that he wrote, uh, were so, so huge for the time that it came out. Right. For sure. Uh, well, let me get you one of my Narnugs, my my second one, I guess. Which I is, wonder if it's going to be the same as mine. It's not because it's an honorable mention of yours. Oh, Elkar. It is Yankee and the Brave, episode four. Yeah. You I, hype little fucker. I'm a hype little man. <laughs> I love how it just, st- they love just kicking off the album sometimes, oh, man. It's and just so like, good. It's so fucking hype. Just immediately. Yeah, it's just those those snares, and they're just back at it like a crap. Oh, the flow is yeah, so dude. good. It has my I think it has my favorite line on the album, uh, oh, which wow, is a little silly, uh, but it's it's the very last line they do together. Yankee and the Braver here. Everybody hit the deck. We don't mean no harm, but we truly mean all the disrespect. Yeah, like oh, dude, so that is so exactly run the jewels. It's so great, man. And and I love Yankee and the Brave. I think that's such a clever name for them. And I never <laughs> right. thought about it until, like, Yankee because LP's from New York and Brave because LP's for, or uh, Mike is from uh, Atlanta. Yeah, with the Braves. It's so genius. Yeah, the Braves and the Yankees. And yeah. it's perfect. I think it's cool how they have this, like, TV show scene that yeah. they're kind of narrating on here. And, uh... Killer Mike says, like, you know, talks about, I'd rather kill myself. I'd rather put a gun to my head than get caught by the police. And LP's like, well, don't do that. You owe me for these Nikes. You do not get to just die. (laughs) I thought that was, like, a funny uh, line. And the whole thing is just goes so hard. And the beat changes a good couple times. So much going on in that beat at once. Yes. And I love it. So many things. And they just turn, I mean, such a great opener. I mean, just turning up the energy to a thousand right away. Right. Like, that sets you up for the whole album. And the energy doesn't really drop off at really at any point except pulling the pin, maybe. I, yeah, they have a, uh, like those last two songs are definitely kind of a uh, step back in intensity. Uh, and maybe, uh, I don't know. The ground below has one of the hypest beats on the whole fucking record. Maybe never look back a little bit, but yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Yankee and the Brave is my uh, second nug. So cool. I you know I wish they said stuff together more often because it yeah. sounds so cool. Uh, but if they had to put it anywhere, I think they they did it in the perfect place on that very last line. That is something that makes them. Uh, you know, it kind of makes them stand out a little bit where they they allow each other to just have a whole verse to themselves. Right. But when they do do that little bit of back and forth, which only happens maybe like three times on this record. <laughs> right. It. I'm such a sucker for that back and forth because that's when it sounds like they're having fun, you know? Right. 
But man, my second choice nug, um, you know, following the trend of after my first, uh, the song after it, I usually love is just with Pharrell and, and Zach De La Rocha. I remember seeing the track listing for this album before it came out. And this was, I, I thought that this would definitely be my favorite song in the record and I still like it. It's still really cool. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, Zach De La Rocha is, uh, has a pretty good hit streak with run the jewels where the songs that he's been on have been some of my favorites on the record. Like yeah. close your eyes and, and count to fuck is one of the best <laughs> run the jewels songs. And he's, he's on it and he's incredible on it and he's great on just. Yeah. Uh, and I, <laughs> if, if they could use Zach as much as possible, you yeah. know, that's always for the best. Like they just looped him saying that one line. Uh, run the jewels fast! Run the run the run jewels, run the fast. jewels fast! And yeah, like, that I was, was and I was, I was worried on on just that all he was gonna do was that one line in the chorus, like half of that line. Ugh, I was so worried. I'm just like, dude, if this is all you guys used him for, like, I'm gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> but no, nah, he had a great verse, um, right? And I mean, run the you know, Rage Against the Machine is one of my favorite bands of all time. So Zach Taylor <laughs> Rocha, I don't think is ever gonna miss for me. <laughs> Right, but I mean everything is great about this song. I, I do like Pharrell's uh, chorus, the hook that he does. Even though you know it's Pharrell, he annoys me too. But it's a great chorus. The song is almost kind of dancey, uh, while also being hype. It just has a great bounce to it. It does know? have a good. It's like a perfect like you got your windows rolled down and you're kind of bobbing back and forth in the car. Well, yeah, you have that eight oh eight that boom 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 boom. Yeah. boom boom beat going the whole time and then that those awesome like synth like chorus vocals <laughs> i think i i think those little like pharrell yeah yeah i think yeah. that's my like favorite part of the song honestly yeah those harmonized like yeah. computerized yeah it's great <laughs> yeah and it's and and killer mike and lp have like slightly different delivery than they usually do like i appreciate the change in their delivery what's a little more staccato um, and a little shorter lines, not trying to, like we were saying, like cram as many words as you can into each line. It's not so different. Uh, it's not so different, but I appreciate the subtle, the subtle changes that they did mm. in the song. And that was enough for me to, <laughs> to make this one of my favorites. <laughs> well, awesome, man. It, what, it, tell me what you're going to rate this dang album, dude. Oh man, uh, I was looking back at my uh, my original rating because this is I you know was doing my album reviews of the day, and uh, this was one that I did, and you know I I felt like it was at the time, and I still do. I felt like it was the perfect album to be released at that time, like really strong messages, no apologies in their delivery or the words that they're using. Um, they are just really putting it out there, you know, saying spit on a fucking cop, like literally saying that shit <laughs> right. in a song. Uh, I think they outdid themselves with this, especially for the time that it came out. And it sucks that they had been working for this, working on this album a year before even any of this real crazy shit was happening and how weirdly insightful and like forward looking it was. Um, and you know, I don't think I'm going to rate it as high as I did originally, but like, honestly, you know, this, this album does piss me off. Like the, <laughs> the music pisses me off. The lyrics piss me off. And I think 
as much as I don't want to be pissed off, I think it's good. Like, I think this album is healthy for people to listen to and like, listen to what they're saying. Because honestly, like what the fuck are we supposed to do about any of this? Like division of wealth and all these baked in like cast and, you know, uh, class systems and like killer Mike and LP. When I listen to this, like they make me feel like I can do something about it Mm. by learning and speaking the truth and paying attention and calling out all these fuckers that are like purposefully making it harder on us than it needs to be. And not just posting the event on Instagram being like, Oh, what a tragedy. Oh, right. Not just doing your blackout day and then never talking about it again. You know, like, like the saying goes, if you're not mad, then you're not paying attention. And that statement rings so true. That's so true, especially with this record. Because if you're not fucking pissed off and radicalized after listening to this record, then you weren't paying attention. (laughs) So just based off of that alone, that I feel like this is an important album for the most part. Uh, I think there's a lot of songs that you can learn a lot and make you, it makes you think about uncomfortable things that you have to start thinking about. Uh, That alone would make me give it an 8.0. And I think with how much, I enjoyed the songs that I really, really liked. I mean, I think there's only three songs that I feel like I don't really care to listen to again. Like this is a solid, like 8.3. And I think I gave it like an 8.5 originally. So it didn't go down much, but 8.3 for sure. Okay. 8.3. I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be a little lower. just because there are a couple songs and like a couple parts of these songs that kind of get on my nerves. Uh, the Pharrell part and just the hook on Ooh La La. Uh, even Out of Sight has a weird... <laughs> you know that little noise? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, Out of Sight is probably my least favorite song on the record next to Pulling the Pin. It, but this this record has so many great songs i'm always surprised that no one else is really doing rap like this Mm -hmm. it's it seems so accessible so easy to do uh but no one would do it better than run the jewels anyway so maybe no one's that's true uh and so many great songs so many great lyrics on this one i feel like Killer Mike and LP just had a fire under them for this record, you know, and they, they were really feeling it. They were really focused, uh, on what this record was going to be. And I think the last song is a, another killer last song. They're very good on the order of the albums to me. Yes. For and sure. that, that last song where it's like a, a couple minutes of silence and this big old epic trumpet solo and then a narration of like the end credits of an episode of yanking the brave uh so heavy apparently asap ferg is the one saying yankee and the brave at the end yeah i didn't know that either i was (laughs) surprised when i saw that uh with all that being said i'm gonna give this one a solid eight oh man so we're both right there dude yeah I mean, yeah. I I do think I like the the second record more. Uh, it'd be it'd be pretty tough. I'd have to listen to them like all in a row to really rank them. Because uh, you know, some days the third one is my favorite for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> uh, and some days I like the first was the one I I first got into Run the Jewels with. 
Uh, but this this is a killer rap album. It could stand up. Run the Jewels can stand up with the best of them any day. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I noticed from because we we did talk about. I think it was one of the like in the first ten episodes that we talked about their first album. It might have been episode two or three. <laughs> yeah, I think it was episode two actually. Now that you mention it, uh, you know, I, I noticed that we just like we were kind of serious the whole time that we're talking about him because it's it uh one one of the things i love the most about them is that they make you think and uh and it's as much fun as you can have listening to the album the only the only real fun you can have listening to run the jewels like actually having fun to where you want to dance is uh if you don't listen to the lyrics because their music is so fun well they i mean they have a couple you know like songs where they get a little more ignorant a little more you know yeah, they have a little more fun. They have a little That's more true. fun about it. I'm just, it's like I'm saying, like, if, with this album especially, if you don't, if you don't walk away feeling pissed off at the end, you weren't, you weren't paying attention. But uh, let us know what, if you guys were pissed off after listening to this at, album. Yeah, at the end of this episode. Yeah, let us know if, if I'm pissing you off right now. Um, follow us uh, at Instagram at EBPcast at Brett Hanrahan at Jean-Luc Guitard uh, find us on YouTube youtube.com slash earbudspodcast podbean.com slash earbudspodcast uh, Brett is going to be going on a cross country move soon so yep. we are going to try and record a shit ton of episodes uh, so we don't miss a week but if we do we apologize and you guys know why uh, Brett has to settle in but you moving know, all the way to the Seahawks state of Seattle, he's moving to the country. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna get some farmland. I'm gonna raise some crops. I'm gonna breed some sheep. You I'm know, so excited for you to grow weed and raise sheep or whatever. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, be sure if you guys like this podcast, be sure to tell a friend. Yeah, we have so many, a variety of albums. They're going to be interested in at least one of the albums we talk about. And they might even be interested in what we have to say about it. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? If you know Killer Mike or, or LP, tag them. Do not. Do not do that. I do, them, I do not want their attention. Send them. Oh, I would, I I'd would be love so it. Are you terrified. What, what are you doing in this podcast if not for attention? I, <laughs> you don't know who I am. I'm just a voice, <laughs> like baby. Yeah, you're you're like I just you know you just this is just stuff you just want to get off your chest. That's what that's been every episode. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. all right. A lot well, of my personal life is brought into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, buds, thanks for listening, Brett. Uh, do you know which album we're listening to on the next episode? Um, I do. yeah, I do. It's an album called Pterodactyl by Scissor and Arm. Uh, nope, not even close. Well, uh, are you sure? I'm 90% sure because I picked the album. It's called Manticore by Shovels and Rope. I'm pretty sure it's Pterodactyl not, not by close. Arm and Hammer. <laughs> no, that's you're so far off, it's embarrassing. Yeah, well, I guess point. I guess we'll let the fans decide, won't we? What fans? <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> We're I, only talking to ourselves here. I guess bud. you. There you go. All right. We'll let I you accept decide. that. Brett, what would you rate this ep? You know what? I'm going to rate this ep a solid 8.5. Dang. I'm going to give it an 8.3. Just a little. Okay. A little lower. Just All a right. Tiny. Well, you know. Yeah. Was it was it the pterodactyl thing? 
it's you really you lost me with that one. Okay. Right. It went down point two points. So I, it wasn't that much. I thought joke landed. Well, thanks for listening, buds. And uh, <laughs> Brett, uh, this was good. Lucas, this was good. Was good. Uh, bye, buddy. See y'all next time. Boo, 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 boo. And a three, two, one.